All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. Hey everyone, welcome to Front Porch Swingers. I'm Brenna. I'm Brian. We need to give a very big thank you to our partners, altplayground.net. For those of you who are non-monogamous, adventurous, or just looking to dip your toe into the world of swinging, you will want to check out all of the features at altplayground.net. One of my favorites is their video chatting. Yes, the video chat is unique to Alt Playground. It's very cool. Connect with some fun people. And even if you're not necessarily looking to get into the swingers, quote unquote lifestyle, but you're ethically non-monogamous or thinking about venturing out a little bit, it's a great place to meet sexy folks and to get a lot of information like from the forums and the podcast corner. Absolutely. They also have video profiles. So like most sites just have profile pictures. Alt Playground is like, fuck that. We're going to do something way better than that. We're going to do profile videos. <laughs> yeah. So instead of clicking and seeing the, you know, the typical random picture of a couple at the beach or in the woods or whatever, you can actually see them in action. You can hear them speak. And it's a lot more, you know, it's obviously it's more animated, but it's also more personal. Yeah. More interactive for sure. So head on over to altplayground.net today to check out all of the features available at their site. And we also need to give a very big thank you to Promescent. They have some of our favorite products that we personally use in our bedroom on basically a weekly basis at this point, maybe even more frequent than that. Yes. I know for me personally... The organic lube is one that I am a huge fan of. I break out easily. I'm very picky. And this is a lube that will not leave you with any weird sensation. It does just the job it needs to. And that's just one of the many products available from Promescent. Brian is also a huge fan of their Vitaflex, which we have talked about in previous weeks. It's a vitamin specifically geared towards people looking to boost their energy energy levels and libido. And like we said, check out all of their products at Promescent com. that is p-r-o-m-e-s-c-e-n-t.com and use our promo code front porch for 15 percent off of your order yeah get over there and check it out do not forget the delay spray huge huge fan of the delay spray for sure last week we talked about one of the most innovative getaways you can possibly experience in the lifestyle and we wanted to give you a few more details today luxury lifestyle charters is officially taking bookings for their charters for the bahamas and the florida keys and this is really about utmost privacy combined with an amazing unforgettable experience yeah it's next level guest service and hospitality. It's also a great way to, you know, keep that social distancing. You can actually party and vacation with a small intimate group of friends as opposed to, you know, getting on a ship with a couple of thousand. And, you know, this is a over a hundred foot yacht. It is professionally staffed with lifestyle friendly staff and just an amazing experience, a culinary experience as well as a hospitality experience. Absolutely. And we think you should head on over to luxurylifestylecharters.com. Check out all of the details for yourself. And if you end up booking, tell them that FPS sent you for a free case of very nice champagne. Yes, I believe it's Vouv Clicquot is what you're going to get a whole case of Vouv. 
and a thank you note specifically from us as well. So we hope that you uh, check it out and maybe even uh, get on your next amazing lifestyle adventure. Yeah, consider it for your next uh, lifestyle vacation. For sure. So we had quite the weekend last weekend, Brian. <laughs> Man, the weekend was so hectic. It's I forgot this whole COVID thing took over. It, it, it threw off so many of our travel plans and I, I literally forgot what it was like to travel that's a real pain in the ass yeah it was well, a lot especially of, yeah. right now <laughs> yeah it's a real fucking pain in the ass uh, i had a great time i went to an amazing city that i have not been to in a very long time and when i say a very long time i believe it was like 1992 or three that yeah. i was there in nashville and man what a great city blowing the fuck up nothing but cranes downtown and high rises going up it's it's pretty impressive even uh during covid there was a shitload of construction and they are just booming down there what a great town i can't wait to take you there what was it like to travel without me strange i have not traveled without you in two years yeah it's been a long time been a hot the last second. time was atlanta yeah i went to atlanta a couple of years ago for business that was the last time i traveled without you and i was really off like, I wasn't functioning properly. You were kind of grumpy. Yeah, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> I was, ha I mean, I really didn't want, I, I wanted to go to Nashville because I had an amazing experience, which we'll talk about, but I just didn't want to go through, I, I just wanted to be teleported to Nashville. <laughs> I didn't want to have to get on the fucking plane and go through security and have them give me shit about my bag, which they always do. Did they really? Oh, this yeah. This time too? The fucking shoe trees. Literally it's always the shoe trees. every fucking time. It's always the shoe trees. I guess TSA, they don't see a lot of wooden shoe trees. I don't quite understand it. Okay, that's they weird. They give me shit every time. They make me take them out. It's just a total pain in the ass. <laughs> and then, of course, I had an exercise band with me in my suitcase, and... I didn't put it in the checked luggage. I put it in my carry-on. I just stuck it in there. I grabbed it and put it in there. Of course, they had to pull that out because they've never seen that either. Like, what, I mean, the guy was looking at it as if it was some kind of weapon. Like, I'm going <laughs> to fucking strangle somebody with the exercise <laughs> band. Like, Jesus, man. Just stop it. Wow. You know? Yeah, it was crazy. So, yeah, I hate it. I just hate it. So we should talk about your Nashville trip a little bit. So my trip was twofold, really. It was professional and it was fun. And I had a great fucking time. Once again, I like Nashville. I didn't remember what it was like because it's been so long since I'd been there. And like Broadway was a blast. There was actually live music going on in a few places, even during COVID. Go figure. <sighs> when was the last time we went to a live music anything? <laughs> February. Oh, God, maybe? it's been so long. Yeah, it was crazy. But yeah, it was really nice to get downtown. And all of a sudden, it's like, you know, you can hear the live music from several blocks away. And <laughs> multiple places had bands. And it was just a, just a very cool vibe. I enjoyed being there. But I went for business. A little bit of business took care of that. And then I had a unique opportunity. So the good folks of Just for Dinner, George and his amazing wife, Anne, had an event in Nashville, which they insisted that I attend. I was a little uncomfortable at first, I have to admit, being uh, the, the only seemingly single dude at this event of couples, but it was absolutely an amazing experience that I wish you could have been a part of. You couldn't make it this time, but I had a great fucking time. That, no, I'm that in was, work hell, so I was also invited, but I literally could not make it work. No, there's no way you can get out of there. And I'll say this, you talk about, you know, in a time where events are difficult, if not impossible, to put together. And George and Anne, particularly Anne, she takes she takes charge of the show. Once this whole thing kind of got underway, she was she's clearly in charge. She is an amazing, gracious hostess, and just I mean, just an amazing 
dinner and experience, right? It, arguably, according to everyone that I spoke to in Nashville, this was the best restaurant in Nashville. That's what everybody said. And certainly it didn't disappoint. It was absolutely a culinary experience as well as really just an, a lifestyle experience with just an amazing quality couple, small, 12 people. There was only, I was the 15th person. So Anne and George, and then there were six couples and me. Right. And intimate, but fun and upbeat, and everybody was friendly. It was a, just a party over the course of a five-course dinner and exceptional service. And again, like I said, you know, Anne and George just put together crazy, impeccable events. Everyone had a great time, and it was just it was just the right atmosphere for for what it was. It was a small, intimate gathering of very cool people that had an amazing dinner and got to know each other. Yeah, I was very fortunate. I got to sit next to an amazing couple. Actually, what they what they did was Anne is very strategic. She puts couples across from each other. So if you're there with your partner, obviously you're sitting across the table from them. So you're situated next to people that you you know essentially don't know, and it kind of forces that interaction and the, the mingling. You know, yeah. and of course there was a small cocktail hour prior to sitting down and having dinner where everyone was socializing. But as you're sitting down for dinner you are sitting with people that you seemingly don't know, you've never met, likely. And I had an amazing experience sitting next to a couple. They were charming. They were lovely. She was a delight. She smelled amazing. So sitting next to her (laughs) was really quite pleasant. And uh, I had a great conversation with uh, all the folks around me. It was a lot of fun. Sounds like it. I'm so jealous I didn't get to go. I'm like, oh my God. Sounds like such a good freaking time. It was. And time just flew. Like, you know, we got there. I think I got there around six o'clock to begin the cocktail hour. And of course, we are COVID and they are not, I don't think the restaurants in Nashville are allowing you to stay past 10. So you had a very short window of time to get to know each other. And let me be clear, this was not in any way a situation where you were going to break off and, and take off and play with a couple. That was not a thing. This was a dinner. This was a get to know you meet and greet, hope to see each other again down the road kind of thing at potentially another event that Anne and George were going to throw. Which is great because that's totally our style. Yeah. And it was, yeah, so much so that I had the opportunity, of course, as I said, to meet this amazing couple and we exchanged the contact information and we've been communicating since the event and they're just, just lovely people. And so these are probably folks that we will meet as we start traveling, you know, this, uh, later this year. So it's, it was really a nice get to know you type situation, which I appreciated, but under the best of circumstances, phenomenal culinary experience, as I said, and as an amazing hostess, just put this thing together and, and it was really quite nicely done and just pleasant to be around like-minded lifestyle folks who get it. And we're just, they, everyone was just happy to be out. Everybody was happy That's to be amongst said. other people. They were like eager, like, oh my God, there's yes. other people besides the two of us? Yes, Holy they fuck. were. <laughs> everyone was running up to each other just to introduce themselves, just because they were, it was obvious everyone was just happy to be around other people. And some of these folks traveled from other states, not just myself. There was another couple there, I believe, from you know several states away. And then most folks drove in a couple of hours away to get there. So everyone was eager to be there. Yeah. You know, it was a great time. I just enjoyed it so much. It was really a unique experience. What was it like for you to be there without me? It was strange. Do you want to know why I'm asking you all these questions? Because I am fucking jealous. I didn't get to go. I never don't get to go to the fun shit. It's usually you that doesn't get to go to the fun shit. Yeah. So I'm being a bitch baby about it. But I want to know what was it like to not have me sitting across from you when everyone else was with their partner? Well, here's the thing. So it was, (laughs) at first it was strange for me. Now I was fortunate enough, of course, to get there a little early and I had uh, the opportunity to sit down and have a cocktail with George while 
and put the entire thing together and made sure the staff had their shit together. She was obviously taking charge and, and doing an amazing job. And George and I were sitting at kind of in the bar area. You couldn't sit at the bar in this particular restaurant, but they had a really nice lounge area where we kind of congregated a little bit and had a drink. And so that was fine. Very normal. Two guys having a cocktail. Nothing unusual about that. Then I get into the private dining room where this you know amazing experience took place. And now everyone is with their significant others, obviously. And there were a few folks in the room that, that knew who I was once they heard my name and I introduced myself. So the conversation was very light and very fun and very friendly, but I was obviously there alone. And the question was, well, where's Brenna? Where's your partner? And then I had to explain a number of times that your work schedule was insane and you couldn't get away and it was kind of a last minute thing. And so graciously a number of the gals in the room were like oh don't worry we're gonna we're gonna make you part of the family we're gonna take care of you they were so sweet so they <laughs> i think they kind of felt they knew I, I was feeling a little odd about being the the stag dude in the room <laughs> and they they made me feel very comfortable which was really very nice that's good well yeah. i'm glad yeah but i'm still kind of butthurt <laughs> i didn't get well, to go it was an experience and i want you to experience it so we're going to do it again once they kind of figure out what their schedule is like and of course we figure out our schedule we are absolutely going to do a dinner with them again because it was so much fun and just it's the kind of event like when we first got into the lifestyle we talked about this like we went to the first party and for those of you who have not listened to that episode you can go back probably and listen to it if you no, want to no the first episode's gone forever we get emails all the time about it oh yeah it. we did we took it down yeah <laughs> the first of event episode is gone into the yeah. into the oblivion of fps past yes. but, the, well, there, but was there are a, two others yes there was a second and third that were not quite as bad as the first one but they were definitely not awesome they were pretty train wrecky yeah but i'll say that our first event was a total fucking train wreck and the reason that episode does no, no longer exist is because as we got started in this journey of podcasting we were really hard on that event, as well as some of the folks that we encountered. And after thinking about it, we, you know, we got to thinking about it, thought, well, maybe part, some of it was our fault. We were not 100% prepared and we had too high of expectation. So without... Well, we also just got a lot more experienced in the lifestyle and discovered that like, you know, some people want that type of experience. Some people want the like crazy party scene and that's fine. That's not what that was though. It was a fucking train wreck. That, let's I mean, just be honest. I'm it was just a trying fucking to be nice, okay? I'm trying to be nice. We love a good party. <laughs> we want a party in Vegas when Vegas like becomes Vegas again and all that kind of stuff. This was poorly done. It was poorly put together and that's just all I'm yeah, but say some people it. don't care. They just want to be around other lifestyles. Well, and, well, and that's the thing. What we were looking for, I realized in this uh, at this event that what we were searching for that entire time was this event. Yeah. Had we had the opportunity to do this type of thing, the just for dinner type of situation, that is what we would have done. We would have opted for that. Sure. I would much rather and did enjoy much more sitting with those 12 people, well, 14, if you consider Ann and George, obviously, sitting with those 14 people in a very intimate setting over an amazing dinner and having amazing conversation rather than be in a room of 30 or 40 folks in what appeared to be somebody's grandparents' basement with folding card tables and plastic tablecloths and cheese dip that was probably two days old and that kind of shit. That's just not our... That, I just, I'm not going to do that. This is what we were looking for. Yes. And, and I was really disappointed that I didn't find it sooner <laughs> and that you weren't there to appreciate it with me because it was amazing. Yeah. Well, we've, we've experienced some very cool events in the lifestyle, but I think the fact that you were able to experience something on this level and the caliber of people that you encountered... Oh, yeah. Just amazing people. And let me tell you, let me say this. I'll throw this out there. 
while we were getting prepared or I was getting prepared to make this trip, you and I have been communicating with a number of different people in the Nashville area. Nothing really came together in terms of me meeting anybody until I got to Nashville. Right. So when I got there, I was contacted by a, an amazing couple who I'm still communicating with. They're, they're very sweet people. And they wanted to meet me. Right. However, they wanted to meet on Saturday, which, of course, was the night that the that Just for Dinner, was the, the event was taking place. And I said, well, I'm going to a lifestyle event. Unfortunately, I probably won't be out till a little bit later. If you're interested and maybe want to meet up for a drink, I'd be happy to do that. And, of course, they, they agreed. They complied. Oh, absolutely. Let's get together and you know, just let us know when you're done kind of thing. And while I was sitting at that dinner, time was going on. And I thought, well, maybe I'll, I'll, maybe I'll be uncomfortable or, or the folks might be uncomfortable with me there being the solitary dude. And I'll politely excuse myself and let everyone kind of do their thing. As it turned out, that did not happen. I was absolutely embraced and welcomed and they didn't want me to go. And I could tell that the conversation that the conversations I was having with the folks around me were awesome and I didn't want to leave. I was having a good time. That's because so, you're a hottie. Well, no, I really enjoyed and, everyone's company. And you're very sweet. And well, awesome. I tried to be polite and, you know, and courteous and all that kind of stuff. Although, like I said, the woman next to me was smoking hot and I really was very much in, in, uh, attracted to her, but I was being a gentleman. So as I was going through the dinner and through the courses, these folks are texting me. And at one point they were like, we're meeting up with another couple. Would you like to play with all of us? So now I got the opportunity and they're sending me pictures. So now I got the opportunity to potentially to play with two couples as like the only single dude. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit, like I don't want to be rude, but I don't want to leave because I'm having a good time. So, you know, I thought, well, maybe I can have my cake and eat it too. So I'll stick around, I'll have dinner, I'll engage with everybody. And then when it's over, I'll text them, which I did. The party kind of broke up. Everybody said their goodbyes, got my Uber back to the hotel, figured I'll change my clothes because I didn't want to go in a suit, you know. And unfortunately, I didn't get a text back. Well, they had such a great time. They lost track of time. And they text me first thing in the morning at like 6.30 in the morning apologizing because they just were like, oh, my God, we lost track of time. We thought maybe you you couldn't make it. We want to see you again. Are you gonna, How long are you in town? You know, that kind of thing. So, unfortunately, it was Ugh. such a good time at, at the event that I blew off playing with two couples. Do you know how turned on I would have been by the idea of you being in a fivesome yeah, with two couples, two oh. really attractive couples. Fuck me. Yeah, it was it was Missed really an opportunity. opportunity. Well, it was, but it wasn't. Like I said, I really felt like I didn't want to leave that event. I was having too good a time. No, I'm glad that you didn't, but I just wish both would have worked out. <laughs> For sure, which is what I tried to do. And that's what you get when you're fucking greedy, yeah. obviously. Yeah, you know? for sure. Try uh, to have your cake and eat it too, and yes. look what happened. Yeah, but I, I'm not upset about it at all. I had a great time. <laughs> uh, and as I said, Anne was just an amazing hostess. She was so sweet to me, made sure I was comfortable and it uh, she even even adjusted the menu for me so she, i mean my meal was only slightly different from everyone else's but what an amazing experience that's great really really nicely i'm done. so happy for you yeah you sound happy <laughs> i would be happy for you I know. That's why I'm the bitch baby in the relationship. Yeah. But uh, we're going to do you it You would have been like, oh my gosh, Brenna, I'm so glad you had a good time. And you came home and I'm like, ugh. Yeah, whatever. So happy for you. Yeah, how was it? <laughs> well, I did promise them that we would go again. We will We will be there as a couple. <laughs> whatever, wherever that may be. but uh, Or whatever time, provided the world doesn't collapse again and we're able to do these things. But it was nice, as I said, because it was so small and, and intimate. It wasn't overwhelming and all that kind of stuff. It was really quite nice. That's good. Yeah, I enjoyed the shit out of it. 
Well, while you were in Nashville, I had a good time too. I know you did, Naughty Pants. <laughs> I know you did. Okay, so here's the thing. I had been planning for you to be out of town for days. Right. So Tuesday, I reached out to a guy on our BDSM site. Right. Who I was very physically attracted to. Yeah, like, I don't know anything about this guy. I could tell by pictures, by... Yeah, I could tell by his pictures that I was like, oh, this guy is my type. Right. Tall, lean, large cock. Not that that's necessarily... Certainly <laughs> doesn't hurt according it's to It's not you. a prerequisite, but, you yeah. know, I'm not going to turn away a large cock either. Right. So. Yeah, and, I, and you didn't tell me anything about any... I don't no. know anything about this. I wanted it to be a complete surprise. So he and I started talking on Tuesday. We're kicking back and forth constantly. And Tuesday, everything is great. We're talking boundaries. I let him know that you obviously are my partner, but you're out of town. And I also let him know because of the fact that you were out of town and we typically have you do a lot of the vetting and you meet guys first that I didn't necessarily want it to be a full on penetrative session. If something were to happen, I more wanted it to be kind of this oral thing or like a flirty thing that leads into something else. But I, I basically took full penetration off of the table. Okay. And he said, okay, great. That, that sounds really fun. I'm into that. That was Tuesday into Wednesday. Everything was going great. Single guy tip of the week coming up, people. All right. So Thursday, I don't hear much from him. Friday, all of a sudden, he's like, we should exchange some pics. And I'm like, okay. So up until that point, he didn't even know what you look like other than the pictures on our profile. Well, we have a lot of pictures on our profile. But he asked if we could exchange some additional pics. And I said, sure. So we sent a couple back and forth. Very PG at first. He even asked if he could send me something a little more R-rated. And I said, sure. He sent it. I sent something back a little more R-rated. Still every things going well but the messages are increasing and it's like it's happening a lot okay it's like message after message i'm at work at one point i think it was like four or five o'clock in the afternoon and i'm receiving like six text messages in a row in a row type of a thing and i'm like okay this is getting a little much i'm not sure how i feel about this i was already kind of my guard was up already because i knew that you weren't going to be there and i'm so used to you being there that I felt weird about the whole thing already. Right. So he certainly did not put my mind at ease by constantly texting me. Right. Then Saturday rolls around. And, and this is when you're actually meeting him is on Saturday? Saturday night is when we, we plan to meet up. And right. he said on Saturday morning, he says, where should we meet? And I said, oh, let me think about it for a little bit. And I'll figure something out that makes sense for a Saturday evening. And he messages back and says, I think you should. we should meet at this particular bar because it's right by my house right and i said well it doesn't really matter if it's right by your house because we're not going to your house i should also say we outlined he was not coming to my house i was not going to his this was going to be a semi-public car hookup okay that was the plan the entire time so he says this bar is right by my house let's meet there and i'm like well what the fuck does it matter if it's right by your house because we're not going to your house right and he goes well i just thought you know if things really went well that we could go back to my place right and i was like well no i already set the boundary that that wasn't going to happen right. so once again it was like strike two right He already was messaging me a lot. Now he's not necessarily respecting the boundaries that I set. And then the third, (laughs) the third strike was a few hours later, he sends me a video. And this is what's confusing. I was kicking this guy. So he he and I were messaging back and forth via my phone. I would assume his phone. Right. But he has the pictures that I have sent him via kick up on a computer screen. 
And he is jacking off to the pictures of me on his computer screen. And he sent me a video of him doing it. That's interesting. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, first of all, how did you get them on your... Well, he obviously sent them to his own, you know, emailed them to himself or something. Yeah, but that's fucking weird to me anyway. It is weird. Like, that's fucking weird. Why do that? Why not just, yeah, it's weird. And then he sent me a message saying, I've been edging myself all day long thinking about you. And I was like, what the fuck do I do with that? I was so turned off by the whole thing. And here's my single guy tip of the week. Leave well enough alone. (laughs) I think that he thought that he was trying to be impressive, that he was trying to like show interest. And to me, it's like there's a very fine line between showing interest and being creepy. And this guy crossed it on two different occasions. Really three different occasions. Did you mention to him that that was a rather odd play? Yeah. So what I did was I messaged him back and I said, I'm not super comfortable with you sending me that video. Like, I'm certainly not a prude. We're planning on meeting up tonight for me to fucking suck your cock. But this seems weird and I'm not super comfortable with it. Granted, in hindsight, I probably could have worded it a little bit better. I will take ownership of that. I was in the middle of the fucking craziest work day ever. And it was like an instant reaction. I didn't really take the time to really think through what I was saying. And I could have done better. But at the same time, the sentiment still stands. Like, it was creepy to me. And I feel like if I'm telling you, hey, I'm a little bit creeped out, the response back should be, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like cross that line or something. Instead, he went off on a fucking tirade. A tirade. Really? I was a bitch. I was Wait, a- Wait, what? Yeah, I was a prude. Like, if you don't want to meet up tonight, just tell me and stop wasting my time. And like, if you're just trying to come up with excuses to not meet me because you're getting cold feet, girls do this to me all the time. And I'm like- Okay. How did you ever end up meeting this guy? I, Under- I didn't. You're you're hold on. You're getting ahead of the story. Oh, okay. Because I'm confused. Because at this point, this is a I would have been fucking done by now. Like, there's no way this guy would have gotten near you. He didn't get near me. He didn't get near me. So this was just this was like an hour before I was getting off of work that this whole thing happened. And this is Saturday, the night you're supposed to meet him. Yes. Okay. Okay. So this whole it was like two hours before. So okay. this is not like four. I I don't know, probably 4, 4.30. Okay. And I was supposed to meet him at 7. So it was a few hours before okay. everything was going down. And so this whole thing happens. I'm like, fuck you. I'm done. I block him. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do I do now? Because you're in Nashville. And I wanted to have this experience, not only for you and I, although that's always the most important thing, but I also was in this very like sexual mindset. I wanted to do something naughty. Yeah, and I'm I, never away. So it's like you had the chance to pretty much like just do whatever you want to do because I'm not around. Exactly. Not that you can't do whatever you want to do anyway, but it's different if I'm not here. It is different because when you're here, I want to be with you and it really does take a lot for me to be away from you. So the fact that it was like, okay, I'm either going to sit home by myself or I'm going to go and do something naughty. It's like, why would I not choose to do something naughty? I'm not going to fucking sit home and watch reruns of a shitty show. Like, why wouldn't I go out and do something cool? So that was my mindset. I was so disappointed. And then as I'm getting ready to leave work, I get a kick message from a guy that I have talked to multiple times in the past, but we have just never really pulled the trigger. Right. And he sends me a message and says, is there any chance I can buy you a drink in the next couple of days or so in the next few days? Where have you? Where were you communicating with this guy? Do, we, do I have any idea who this is? 
No, he and I, like I said, we've messaged back and forth a few times. It's never been anything substantial. Probably two or three weeks ago, he messaged and said, hey, my work schedule is kind of calming down. I would really love to meet you if if there's the opportunity for that. And I said, yeah, my work schedule is crazy right now as well, but maybe we can touch base here in a few weeks. Okay. Well, then a few weeks went by and he was re-reaching back out and said, what, what are the chances I can buy you a drink in the next few days? And I was like, well, what are you doing in like two hours? <laughs> and he's like, wait, seriously? I was like, yeah. And he's like, well, I had plans. And I was like, well, that's okay. You know, no big deal. Maybe we can figure something else out. And he goes, no, just tell me where you want me to meet you. <laughs> So I gave him the name of a bar. It's a wine bar in our town. Which is real. Which let me say this: when you told me where you met him, that's pretty ballsy on your part. Very. Everyone knows us there. However, once again, thanks COVID, the whole fucking staff you said is different. Well, for the most part, but also like we've been there. Like that's the place we went with Jessica and Roger. Where we meet them all the time. Our couple friends, where we fucking switch seats mid drink, right? And fondle each other. So it's, I mean, these people know that we're pervy. Yeah, it's not like they don't know something's up. But I, I was so surprised when you said that. I was like, wow, that's really ballsy. But then of course it occurred to me, you can't sit at the bar anymore. And it, well, I guess you can, but it's we limited. We were at the bar. But it's limited. Yeah, and so there's only like two seats yeah, then a sp- together and then, then a space seats. and yeah. then two seats, which actually worked out very perfectly. We'll talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But my thought was, of course, oh my goodness, I wonder if all the bartenders that we know were there. It's a, this is, first of all, this is like one of the busiest places in our downtown and it's it's very popular. Yeah. And we always sit at the bar. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like you're not going to know who we are. Yeah, they know us by name. Yeah, they know what we drink. Yeah. You know, so I I was so surprised when you said that. I was like, wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. Well, I also thought it's a place that like at night they really dim down the lights. They do. They do dim it down. I just was trying to think of something that was not like the crazy scene at night. Something that would be a little bit more. Well, it's also, you know, you also, unfortunately, because again, you know, everything that's gone on, there are some places that still aren't open that we would have, that you probably would have chosen. But unfortunately, you've got some, you know, limited options to some degree. Yeah, for sure. So I came home, I got ready, I put on my little red and black number my little red and black dress right that ties around the waist and it's super low cut and i did not put on panties shock (laughs) this is my surprise face (laughs) and i mean i really did myself up i was trying to conjure up a lot of sexiness for myself i think because i was fucking nervous were you really yeah why well i mean I, I can understand why. When is why, the last but, time I met a single guy without you? You haven't, really. Not, I don't. Not, 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 well, not until we've already met him. The hotel. Yes. But yes, you were right behind there. me. I was there. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I have not met a single guy without your presence of some sort since we started in this lifestyle. Yeah, no, that's for sure. Unless we'd already met him, you didn't. You don't meet anybody without me. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. So I was fucking nervous. Wow. And so I was like, okay, if I really make myself look awesome and I really dress up and maybe I'll just get in the right mindset. And it did kind of help. I was feeling kind of hot. So. Yeah. Well, also you're by yourself for the first time in forever, going out for the first time by yourself in forever. I'm not even in the state, let alone home. Right. So it must have felt, I mean, it felt weird for me. I got dressed. I had I was going to a very exclusive dinner without you with lifestyle people. It was Weird. It felt weird. Did you suspect I was doing something naughty? You know, the truth is, I thought maybe up until like right up until the point where I had to start getting ready 
for dinner. You know, I had lunch with Ann and George earlier in the day where I was, you know, kind of corresponding with you. And I didn't give much thought to it, although I was thinking, I wonder if she's going to be up to something. But the whole time, like I was getting ready, you were still at work. Obviously, there's a time difference. So and then I got just in my own head because now I'm like, okay. I'm the quintessential single guy in a room full of couples. You're not the quintessential single guy. Yeah, but that's, I mean, that's the perception. I'm sure. there alone without you. So it's like, I'm the odd man. I was the only person not partnered at this at this dinner. And of course, I'm trying to be on my best behavior. Don't want to offend anybody. Looking <laughs> all the gals in the eyes, not looking down. Because everybody was spectacularly dressed. Did you not cuss at all either? <laughs> no, I didn't use no any. No F-bombs? No, no foul oh, language. Oh, shit. That's no. a big deal for it, you. There was a very serious class act sitting next to me and I was not going to offend her. And she was hot. (laughs) She was in this amazing low-cut blue dress, which I was trying not to pay attention to, looking directly into her eyes. And so, you know, I was really trying to do the whole, you know, doing the right thing, you know. So it it didn't even occur to me that you might be doing that. Yeah. I just did not, didn't register. Well, I was, so. (laughs) Clearly. So anyway, I got in my car, I went downtown, and once again, the whole plan was for me to play with this person in my vehicle, because I didn't want to be in their vehicle, I wanted the safety of knowing I have the keys. I'm so fucking paranoid. Uh, listen, uh, it's okay, I'm I'm 100% on board with that decision, 100%. That's good. So I was trying to find a spot downtown that was like semi removed from all of the craziness of downtown and we could not easily be spotted but i also didn't want it to be hidden i didn't want to be on like a side road where something bad could happen and i couldn't like easily get out and go somewhere right so i parked in this spot a couple blocks from where the wine bar is and i also parked behind this huge truck and i was hoping that would kind of block everything and it was also i don't know it was just a little bit not hidden. Just off but the beaten path. Yeah, a little bit. So I walked to the wine bar. He's already sitting there. And he's way more attractive in person. So you recognize him right away. Immediately. He has sent me a couple of How face pictures. How old are we talking about here? He's like, third. I don't know, probably three or four years older than me. He's pretty okay. close to my age. Okay. Um, Which is unusual for you. Yeah, for sure. But the pictures he sent me, were not they were not bad pictures by any means. But I was like, oh, okay. And I walk in and he's way more attractive in person. And I was like, awesome. (laughs) And he is kind of dirty blonde hair and just kind of built. He does a job that is fairly active. So you can tell he's in great shape. And I was like, okay, this is, I'm, this is going well. And I sit down next to him and I will say our conversation was, at first I thought he was nervous. And now as I think back on the situation as it happened i don't think that's necessarily the case i think he's one of those guys that like doesn't say much unless he feels like he really has something to say yeah and sometimes you i especially mistake that for like like i said shyness or awkwardness i think that's not it at all i think he's just one of those people that like wants to more listen and moves in at kind of the right time with the conversation but at first i was like i'm not sure how i feel about this whole thing it just felt like maybe it was a little disjointed i felt like i was talking too much i was nervous and when i get nervous i talk really fast so i felt like i was doing that a lot but then at one point he goes would you mind if i put my hand on your leg 
love that for two reasons. One, asking for permission. And two, because he took the lead. And I was not expecting that because of how quiet he was through this whole thing. So just to be clear, where had you communicated with, where'd you start communicating with him? Oh, on the BDSM site, but a while ago. This was several months ago. Like before COVID is when we first started talking. Wow. Yeah. So it's been a long time, you know, then COVID hit. So we, we didn't talk during that time much. And then after he took a different job that had him in and out of town a lot. So this was really our first chance to connect. And so anyway, he asked if he can put his hand on my leg and I say, sure. And then as soon as that physical connection was established, it was like fucking on. Like the chemistry was there. It just felt I was being very flirtatious. I found myself saying things that I wouldn't normally say on a first meet. Like what? And I just like, oh, I, you know, I think you have really beautiful eyes. And like, I'm so glad you texted me tonight. So and complimentary, really. Yeah, but just very flirtatious and saying it with a certain tone. And it was really interesting because I was thinking about this afterwards. I don't know if it was because you weren't there that I was being more outward and or I should say more um, forward, more forward. Yes. Because when you're there, you are the dominant energy and you t- a lot of times kind of take control of the of, of everything going on in the room. Not that that's a bad thing, but I found myself feeling like I had to really exert a lot more of my personality. Do you think that my dominant personality is is somehow like detracts from the ability of, for you to kind of assert does it, do you think my dominance takes away from you being able to assert yourself in those situations? Yeah, I think so. Because I think your energy, your and my energy, we work so well together because I am either the life of the party and you're more laid back or you are the dominant energy and I take on a submissive role. And we go back and forth between those two things. But when I don't have you to bounce off of, I find myself kind of stepping out of my comfort zone. Does that make any sense? Yeah, because, well, the truth is when we're in larger groups, I I tend to detract because I'm really just kind of watching the room and just observing everybody. If it's us just, if I'm just one-on-one, then yeah, then my, you know, my personality kind of comes out and I just kind of take over. But in a room full of people, you're that effervescence, that joviality, you jump out there, I just step back. Right. Because I'm just kind of, you know, watching shit. Yeah, but this is the first time that I can think of that one-on-one with someone. I've really been very flirtatious and very... I found myself kind of touching him at one point. Like, he still had his hand on my leg and he was kind of, like, moving it up and down my thigh, which I was super turned on by. And I reached over and started kind of, like, rubbing on his arm a little bit. That is not something I would do if you were there. No, but is it something you would have done prior to our relationship? Like, when you used to date, was that a thing? Never, never, never. That's interesting. Interesting. So obviously, I mean, we've talked about this before, the whole, your whole growth through the, or both of us really, but your growth, particularly through the the journey and the, the lifestyle for us, you've just become way more empowered and confident than you were before. I mean, 100%. Way more. Yeah. It's like night and day. It yeah. really is. So anyway, we're flirting. We're kind of touching each other. It's going really, really well. And at one point he says, well, should we get another drink or what are we doing here? And I said, well, I don't want another drink. I want to go to my car. And he goes, okay. (laughs) And immediately gets this little like flash in his eye. I'm like, fuck yes, this is on. So we walk to my car and the whole time we're saying naughty things to each other. And once again, that is not typical for me until I'm in a sexual situation. Right. When I'm in the throes of passion, I will say the dirtiest shit yeah, you're like a drunken sailor on of. a weekend leave. Oh man, yeah. I say some dirty shit. But 
leading up to it, I really don't. No, you're you're pretty reserved up until that point. Well, so wait, I'm very let's, prim and proper. Let's be, that too. So let's back up a second. Do you think that anyone in the bar, like the the staff, the bar staff, do you think anyone was picking up on the fact that you you basically picked this guy up and you were leaving and going to go suck his cock in the car? I don't know. I think it was probably obvious that it was the first time we were meeting each other because we were talking the normal quote unquote first date questions. Right. But, I mean, we're also touching each other like crazy, so I'm sure they're like, oh. This will be interesting. Yeah, he's yeah. getting laid on the first date. What a what a slooter. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Proud, all right? Yeah. I don't yes. take that as a bad thing. So, anyway, we walk to my vehicle, and we get in the back seat, and I was a little embarrassed because it was kind of a mess. I did not fucking clean it up, which was <laughs> hindsight, not the best idea, but... I don't think he cared at that point. Probably not. So we get in the back seat and immediately start making out. I straddle him on the back seat. And once again... Not you at all. Weird confidence that just overcame <laughs> me. I was feeling sexy. So I straddled him in my dress and he is... No lift- panties, of course. No panties. He's lifting my dress up in the back, grabbing onto my ass and I'm kissing all over him, kissing on his neck. And then he was like, well, what do you think we should do now? And I was like, well, obviously I should suck your cock. And he <laughs> said, okay. So you did not have the no penetration conversation with this guy like you did the other one? No, no, I did. Okay. I did. I told him that I wasn't looking to like full on, yeah, right. have a... a full swap situation on a right. swap, you know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah, so that conversation happened, but I, so anyway, I get off of him. I unbutton his pants and take them down a little bit. And it was, I mean, it was awkward because the backseat of my vehicle is not super no, it big, is not huge, yeah. but I am kind of almost like kneeling you on. You should totally have taken the truck. You should have taken my truck. I should see hindsight. I was not planning yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, I take them down. I'm kind of kneeling at the, you know, on the floor of the back seat. Right. And I start sucking his cock. Great cock. Fucking awesome. So you had no, did you have no idea what this guy looked like? Like from other than the neck up until you met him? Correct. Really? Yes. Wow. So his cock was large and very thick. And I was like, okay, this is going to be a challenge. I like it. Let's do it. So I give him the full on oral experience. I am stroking. I'm kind of, I asked him, do you like when your balls are tickled at all? And he was like, absolutely. So I'm kind of grabbing onto his balls a little bit. And because it's long and thick, I'm like, well, I'm going to fucking impress him with the fact that I have a very, I have very little gag reflex. So I was deep throating him. I was using like both hands on his cock and then I go back to his balls super hot his legs start shaking like crazy and he's like I don't want to come yet and it was very quick like from the time that I started sucking on him until his legs started shaking I don't know three or four minutes wow and I was he was worked up I was yeah we both were because we'd been touching and flirting the whole time and so he's like I don't want to come yet and I'm like why like you should come and he's like well okay he's like well take your tits out of your dress so my dress was very low cut they're, already, they're basically already out they were dress. most of the way out so I pulled them out of my dress out of my bra and they're kind of I mean everything's out basically and so I start stroking him and touching his balls at the same time and I was like I really want you to come all over my tits and literally the second I said that he came all over (laughs) my tits it was phenomenal that's hilarious (laughs) and it got like up on my neck here's the other thing i hate cum in my hair hate it my hair was down and it was curled and he came in my hair a little bit any other situation i would have been like what the fuck but you know i asked for it (laughs) you did ask for it (laughs) 
<laughs> I told him to come on my tits, so he did. He can't help the fact that he aimed into my hair a tiny bit. Yeah, so. shit happens. Yeah. You know, in the backseat of a car. Yeah. The fact that this actually worked out, even though the first guy was a fucking total moron, is amazing to me. Me too. I had no idea. Clearly, I had no idea. I did not know that there was like fucking plan B. I had no idea that was a thing. Well, it wasn't plan B. It literally just fell in my lap. Yeah, but when you and I talked about it, because we, again, we save a lot of the, all these interactions for the show and we talk about the basics while we're reconnecting, but we don't want to give away too many details and like you don't tell me everything until we get here. I so. didn't tell you about the first guy at all. This no, is the I, first no. you're hearing about it. No, all I knew is that there was a guy, there was a car, there was a blow job. That's like all I knew. <laughs> I didn't realize that there was a first guy and then an alternate. I had no fucking idea. Yeah. So, as you're telling me the story, I'm, I'm looking, I'm thinking, what the fuck? There's no fucking way this happened, right? There's no way this first guy was like, that, that wasn't going to be a thing. Yeah, no, he was a train wreck. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so comes he came all over your tits. Yep. Awesome. And, and in your hair, obviously. So you clean yourself up. How does this thing go? No, then he goes down on me. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Oh, okay. So Newsflash. He, he asks if I want him to reciprocate, and I'm like, yeah, I do. And yeah. he's like, awesome, let's do it. So he starts rubbing. First of all, he starts. How, I mean, how tall a guy is this? Is he my height? No, he's shorter than you. Okay, well, how does how does this even? I can't. I'm trying to picture this in my head because the backseat of that car is just not big. Well, where I'm you, not big at all. Yeah, but where so are you I gonna, can scrunch myself. He's not going to get on the floor of the car. <laughs> no. Well. I was diagonal, like okay. my ass was kind of a little bit off the seat. Right. And I had my, I actually went around and put my my seat all the way to the front. Okay. So there was a little more room for okay. him. He was kind of like half up on the seat, half gotcha. off of the seat. Right. But he's not a huge dude either. I mean, he's probably, I don't know, 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, he's not like super, super tall. Okay. But still, it's a tight squeeze. It was a very tight squeeze. And it was awkward. There were definitely times, especially when he was going down on me, that like I was like trying to lift myself <laughs> up so that I could scrunch the rest of my body a little bit more and have him still have access to my pussy. So yeah, not the... Not the most comfortable thing in the world, but it was also one of those things where I don't think either of us gave a fuck. No, it doesn't seem like anybody really cared. Why would you? It was just hot. Yeah. And he, so he played with my my clit a little bit and I could tell I wasn't going to come. Like it was just, I was too worked up at that point. Really? Yeah. No, I'm surprised I, you didn't fucking blow like Mount Vesuvius. I know. Usually I would, but I think I don't, it was just a lot of stimulation going on all at the same time. And you know how I am. I have a one track mind about things. And if my mind's going in too many different directions, because then as soon as like I made him come, I was thinking like, okay, someone going to walk by, like right. all of that shit started going through my head. Right. So um, he did, he played with my clit a little bit. He licked my pussy for, I don't know, a couple of minutes. And I was talking dirty, him, dirty to him and telling him how good it felt. But you know, at one point I kind of just stopped him and I was like, right. that was really fun. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. More people need to be understanding of the fact that things can just be fun. They don't yeah. have to be about like explosive orgasms. For him, it was. So, I mean, I'll pat yeah. myself on the back, but it doesn't have to be that way. It can still just be about fun and pleasure. Well, the good thing, the, this particular situation, the good thing about this particular situation is that you were not you were not concentrating on the fact that you didn't have an orgasm. It was the, the whole experience was exciting for you. Yeah. Being, you know, getting dressed, looking hot, going out on your own, going to a bar, meeting a stranger and blowing them in the car would have been like, that was like, a, I mean, that's a big deal. You've never done that during this 
this whole journey. We you have not done that yet. No, so, and I felt very good about it. I felt like you know once everything kind of calmed down, he and I were just kind of sitting back there. I think I took I don't know I had some sort of a T-shirt or something in the back seat that I was like cleaning myself up with, and we were just kind of sitting there. And he was like, "That was really fun. I've never done that." And I was like, "I've never done that either. <laughs> like wow. this whole thing, I've never done." So he was aware of the situation with me being out of town and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, as yeah, well. of course. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was fun. I went home. I masturbated like fucking crazy. I know you did. Because I knew that you weren't going to be able to fuck me until the next day. And that was really fun too. So it was just great. So I got done with my dinner at, I guess it was 10, 15, 10, 30, probably by the time I got back to the hotel central time. So 9.30 at home. When did you get finished up with him? When I called you when I got done, were you already home or were I you still out? I was just getting home. Okay. So you were wrapping it up about 9.30. Yep. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So we were, you know, so you were on your date, quote unquote, while I was still at dinner pretty much. Yeah. And you and I were texting each other back and forth a few times. Like right. you would say like, I love you or I miss you. Or, you know, at one point I was like, how's everything going? And you told me, oh, everything's great. You know, so we were definitely staying in contact during that time, which I also kind of liked because it was like I was getting both energies. Yeah. Even well, though I had you no were idea. Removed from the situation. Yeah. I had no clue. Honestly, yeah. I had no idea at all. So, so. that's fun. That's very, that's awesome. It was super so, okay. fun. So have you, com- okay, idiot number one. Have you communicated with the first guy again? Have you even heard? Oh, you can. You blocked him, right? I blocked him straight okay. up. So second guy, have you communicated with him? Yes. So he and I talked about potentially getting together on Monday. Schedules did not align. Right. But I'm very interested in seeing him again. Um, I'm not sure. Here's the thing. Uh, we had a lot of sexual fun. I think the sexual chemistry is great. I'm not sure that outside of the bedroom chemistry is all that fantastic. So it's one of those things where it's like, I don't know if this is like a really long-term thing necessarily. It may just be kind of a fun thing that we let run its course and that's the end of it. But I'm also kind of coming to the realization that as much as we love having long-term play partners and as as much as we enjoy creating those serious connections with people, does it always have to be that way? No, absolutely not. I thought thought the same when I was out of town. For the first time, I thought about that while I was in Nashville. Yeah. Because it's obvious. I mean, the folks at the event, the Just for Dinner dinner, that's kind of a different situation. I would really enjoy for us to meet up with some of those people again. And if we ran into them again, it would be amazing wherever, you know, whatever that kind of an event or uh, scenario was. They were just great people. The whole room just full of very, very cool people. But had I met that couple, for example, and their friends... I probably wouldn't, you know, I mean, the likelihood of seeing them again, I mean, who really knows? And I thought about that during that that period of time, like, you know, I'm not going to have the time to cultivate a relationship or get to know you type situation with two couples. You yeah. know, that's not going to be a thing. I think sometimes it needs to be more about the experience than the connection. Yeah, just the spontaneity of it. And I think that there is something to be said for being okay with the fact that the connection is not amazing or stellar right you know like you can appreciate people for who they are and appreciate the sexiness of them without wanting to be friends with them and have them you know fucking come for your birthday at a resort or something like we do with clay you know it's just a very different thing well it's also that's the other thing it's also kind of unrealistic like we have unrealistic expectations because we have such amazing partners yeah Yeah. i mean hannah clint hannah yeah ben yeah yeah i mean it's just 
Aiden, you know, just so many people that have we've been very fortunate to have connected with Roger and Jessica. We have friends coming in town this weekend. Yes. Can't wait to see them. Oh, They're I'm coming so to visit excited. us. We haven't seen them in forever. Yes. And these are people who are lifelong friends. And it's right. like, that's amazing to find, but that's not going to be the experience well, you every can't expect single to find time. It. Yeah. You can't expect it every single time. It's not realistic. So yeah, yeah we need to live so more in the moment. sometimes it can just be about giving a blow job and getting your pussy licked in the back of a car. Well, and when you think about it, with what we've got going on, coming up, we're going to be doing a lot of traveling, probably a lot of backseat blow jobs coming up. Coming up. <laughs> well, it was fantastic. So I will happily volunteer for that yeah, again. So that's, a, that's awesome. I mean, it's amazing. I had no idea. I literally had no idea about the second dude. That's so funny. Because <laughs> yeah. you're telling me the story and the whole time I'm thinking, we need to stop this recording because I'm about to lose my shit. Like, <laughs> certainly you didn't blow this guy. I could see the look on your face like, are you fucking serious, Brenny? You still went through yeah, this? Like, really? I could see the look on your face. Like, what the fuck happened? What? Something, either that or something tremendous must have happened to make this whole thing turn around. You know, because if you're thrown out, go fuck yourselves. It's like, okay, this is dead. Or, this is over. <laughs> right. Yeah, so crazy. That's yeah. amazing. Awesome. Awesome story. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I that was our weekend apart. Yeah. So crazy. I don't like having weekends apart from you, but it sounds like both of them were successful. So Yeah. Provided they end up that way. But, you know, I guess it's okay. <laughs> you know, that's the uh, the outcome. I feel like it's uh, it's all right to do that. You know? Yeah. For but sure. what I mean, it's so, so insane to me that you have the 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 growth that you have managed in this entire this whole time like being able to do that and being empowered and feeling confident enough and sexy enough to kind of do that whole deal keep it quiet for me you know communicate with guy number one that gets fucked up roll right into guy number two you know put the fuck me pumps on in the dress and go go to a bar that we where we likely know people like not just guests but the staff you know hook up with this dude and and stroll down the street and and do a pull a fucking car blow job out i was feeling like a badass bitch yeah that's that's legit yeah i really embraced my sexuality i'm not gonna lie yeah i thought i did well at this fucking amazing dinner well, you blew me out of the water. You didn't blow anyone or you didn't get blown. So. Or blow anybody. You didn't or do blow. any of those you things. You didn't do anything. I didn't do any of those things. I did have an amazing time with the people in that room, but I did not have that kind of time. Yeah. That was all right. That's awesome. <laughs> all right. Well, that was the story, guys. So, so hot. Hope you enjoy it. You know what else is hot? What's that? Our OnlyFans. Holy shit. Is that thing insane? I, You know, it took some time for you to convince me. I wasn't convinced. It took some time for you to convince me. We convinced each other. Yeah, I wasn't convinced. And I, I was trying to get you to be like, I was looking to you to get more on board, to get me on board. You know what I mean? We took far too long because Months. it is a fucking blast. Yeah. We talked about it for so long. Months. We had so many people reach out that were like, have you thought about OnlyFans? You guys should do OnlyFans. Yeah. And it's like, we were kind of like, ah, I just don't know. I'm so glad that well, we did it. Well, you set it up like pre-COVID. Yeah, it did. We didn't fuck with it. It was like, eh, I don't know. I'm not sure. It's a fucking great time. Well, now now I feel bad that we took so long because- I know. It's so much fun. It's freeing. I'm able to just post whatever the fuck I want and I feel so good doing so. All the restrictions on these fucking platforms like fucking Instagram just- I mean, all that shit just wears me out. Yeah, me this too. is like you. I mean, there's pictures, there's videos of you blowing me and me licking your <laughs> pussy, and I mean, it's fucking on. It gets naughty. It is on. Yeah, I love it. 
So if you want to check it out, OnlyFans.com slash Front Porch Swingers, uh, we would love to see you there. We also need to give a very big thank you to our Patreon members. We have had, you know, so we did something new in our Telegram group this week where it was like, I feel like we spend so much time as a lifestyle community complimenting people on their looks, which there's nothing wrong with. I love that that builds people up in their self-confidence. Well, there's some sexy folks in that group. For sure. But I also think there's so much value in telling people what you like about them on a non-aesthetic level. And that's what we've been doing in our Telegram group this week. That's just one example of the many amazing conversations that we have with those people. And that's just one example of the bonuses, exclusive bonuses we offer for our Patreon community. Absolutely. So we highly recommend heading over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers the different tiers checking out the different tiers for yourself and we would so appreciate your sponsorship of the show and you if you are there are going to be a huge part of our future as we look to get on the road in 2020 and into 2021 yeah and just interacting with everyone there almost a hundred people in that telegram group it is crazy how much fun that is yeah so many people so many pictures so many personalities and it's just just a lot of fun so our newest patreon members this week are floor s and Adam. So thank you guys so much for joining us there. We uh, look forward to communicating with you much, much more. Yes, absolutely. And we also have social media. Yes, come see us. Check us out. Twitter at FP Swingers and Instagram at FP Swingers 2. Yeah, 2 because we got fucked on the first one. Yeah, for sure. We also have an, a YouTube channel called Front Porch Swingers. Lots more content coming there very yep. shortly. A very big thank you to those of you who have already left us Apple Podcast reviews and are already subscribed to us on whichever platform you're currently listening on. And also, guys, we have some crazy fucking awesome content coming your way in the next few weeks. It's going to be big. We have a big interview that we just did. It was so much fun. Oh, my God. It was a fucking blast. Those, we those got, two are a fucking riot. Oh, We are not going to tell you who it is yet. You're going to have to tune in to find out. But fuck, that interview was awesome. We're so excited to share it with you guys. And we just, in general, have a lot of fun stuff to uh, bring to you. And, and we hope that you'll Tune in every single Monday to listen to that content. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody. Don't forget to find us on altplayground.net. Alt Playground is an amazing open community for non-monogamous and sexually open people to connect, share, and create new adventures together. They have 20 years of experience as a regional open lifestyle website, but now they're rolling out nationally. And they're including so many amazing features, including the podcast corner, which we're very excited to be on. There are going to be videos from your favorite sex positive folks. And also it's a great place to just connect with sexy, like-minded people. So we hope you'll come check us out at Alt Playground dot net today.